0: If you have your Bibles, if you'd like to turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, and looking at this verse of Scripture, we're teaching on summer breakthroughs. This is the fifth installment, and we'd like to go over life lessons, life lessons, lessons that you learn that help you through life. And one that Jesus spoke in particular, we'd like to look at this evening in Bible study, Jesus speaking in what we know as the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and, and chapter 7 deal with, and there are it's chock full of things that you need to know in traveling this path that we call life. So Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, we all have heard life lessons and one that was recently shared by two people was look both ways before you cross the street. And perhaps that you remember some that you knew growing up Well, a man was taking skydiving lessons, and the instructor was explaining how to pull the ripcord. Now, if you've never parachuted, uh, neither have I. But they have something called a ripcord, and the parachute looks like a backpack. And once you jump out of the plane, you pull that cord, and it opens the parachute. The man in, a man who was a student, raised his hand, and he said, How long exactly do we have to pull the ripcord after we jump out of the plane? The instructor said, the rest of your life. (laughs) We find, though, that in life lessons, there are three phases. Now, in the summer breakthrough, we've been dealing about getting out of your comfort zone first and then getting up into the growth zone second and then getting into the end zone third. The first thing, and loosely I would like to follow that, the things uh, we would like to share about life's lesson, the first one is listening. The second one is learning. The third one is leaving. Listening to life's lessons. That means hearing about them for the first time. The second thing is learning life's lessons. And the third thing, and we don't stop at learning, we leave a life lesson to someone after us. So first, listening. It's interesting because the life lessons that we learn from the Lord, they're not just about this life. And the things that pertain to this life are absolutely uh, of importance to us. Saving money is important. Diet is important. Uh, Relationships are important. But there are things that are even more important because we are eternity-bound men and women. Our life does not just consist of 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, but it consists of an eternity. The Bible says in the Old Testament that in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul you see since he's an eternal god his creation is also eternal man was created in the image of god woman was created in the image of god and god made us eternal beings in fact Hell was not even created for people. It was created, the Bible says, for the devil and his angels. So when we first hear a life lesson, we might think, well, preacher, that's just for a Sunday. Well, really, it's for our eternal life. And sometimes it might not make sense. You hear something and your parents tell you, look both ways before you cross the street. Well, you're thinking, I haven't been hit by a car yet. I don't need to do that. Well... There are things, the first thing about life lessons is listening. I read today, not dealing with a life lesson necessarily, but it's worth noting. It says, awareness is the first step in making any productive change. We have to be aware that there is a lesson to learn. Now, when Jesus spoke to those people from that mount, he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you and we'll deal with that context of that scripture but jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of god and a life lesson when we learn about a life lesson the bible says in him in john chapter 1 and verse 4 was life so who better to give a life lesson then the Bible said the one in whom was life. And not only that, but the life of Christ, the Bible says, was the light of men. So much that uh, when the Apostle Paul gave his life to the Lord, he made a declaration in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. And he said, for to me, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Now, there's probably not a lot of people that would say that they're going to gain something by dying. Uh, Recently heard that a boxer named uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr., I believe, might have his name a little bit off there, but that he declared that he made $100 million on an exhibition fight. Well, that's a lot of money. But when you die, what do you do with that money? You don't take it with you. You can't take it with you when you go, I don't know if someone down here who's really rich in the things of the world and doesn't know Christ can confidently say, what will happen to me when I leave this life? But Paul had learned a life lesson, and that life lesson was that he found the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He found that the kingdom of God was in him and that the righteousness of Christ was to be found through faith. So Jesus was speaking to these people things that perhaps they did not understand at the time, but they were hearing the life lesson. Now, I remember when I heard the gospel for the first time and I fought that preacher. I don't remember a word he said, but I remember that the spirit of God began to deal with me to back up the truth and the power of of what the preacher was preaching. I would like somehow, if I could, to look up the message that he was preaching so that I could actually hear what service I was in, that uh, I could see what message that the Lord spoke through him to convert me to Christ. I don't know what he said, but I heard and began to listen. You see, hearing and listening are two different things, aren't they? You know that our children can hear us uh, but sometimes they're not listening to us. And you can test it out. You can tell them something that they don't want to do and say it. And they don't come, right? They don't respond. But then you can tell them something that they do want to do. Pizza's here. Do you want to watch a movie? And all of a sudden, you could almost whisper it, and the child comes running. Why? Because listening to a life lesson and hearing a life lesson, they're two different things. But I was reading in the Old Testament, and in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, we have what is known as the Orthodox Jewish confession of faith. You know, they also make a confession of faith. They make a confession of faith, and I'd like to read it to you, and I want to explain why listening to a life lesson is of utmost importance in a summer breakthrough. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Israel came from a, a background of before the Lord led them out of Egypt and that people would serve many different gods. Well, there was a change when God became their God. He was one God. He wasn't a, sea, a God in a sea of, you know, like uh, Baskin Robbins, was it 31 flavors? It wasn't a choice of gods, but it was one. But this word that I would like to look at, though, is here. The word comes from the Hebrew word, Shama, and it means to hear intelligently with the implication of attention or obedience. You know that when God tells us something, he doesn't want it to just come into our ears, but he wants us to listen with the intention Of obedience, like when you tell your children something, hey, please, clean you clean up your room? I heard you. No, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for that, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and an intention to obey. So the first thing when the Lord speaks to our lives, he's saying to us this shama, which means to hear the word of God, to hear the life lesson that God has for us. We're dealing with life lessons. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. The first thing about a life lesson is listening. Listening. I received a life lesson. The Lord spoke to my heart just the other day. I was driving and I asked my daughter... Quieres escuchar a la música and we learn Spanish. So go, si sí, papa, yo quiero escuchar a la música. She goes, I want to listen to music, so. And uh, I don't like jokes in Spanish, so I'm gonna tell one. So the Spanish teacher she started teaching kids their numbers, you know, first grade Spanish teacher. Uno, and the kids say, Uno, dos, the kids say, Dos. And then she just walked out. What do you mean? She vanished without a tres. But we find that when you're listening, God can deal a life lesson. tres means three. When you're listening, God can deal with your heart. And, and so my, my daughter had my phone. Now my car, you have to plug it in to an auxiliary cable, which isn't very long, okay. So she stretches my phone with that cable that's plugged into the center console. And she's stretching my phone and she's playing, choosing some music to listen to that plays through the speakers. And she keeps starting the same song over again. And after a few times, Daddy doesn't like that. So Daddy said, honey, just play a song. Don't keep starting it over again. And she said, Daddy, I'm trying to fast forward the song to the next song. You've ever seen the little screen on a phone? You've got the rewind, the pause, and the fast forward icon. So I reached back and I hit the fast forward. And it started the song over again. Again. And I might have done it twice. And of course, I'm driving and reaching and looking back. And then I noticed something. God began to deal with my heart, maybe about this Bible study, I realized that my phone was upside down. So when you hit the fast forward, you were rewinding it and you could hit it as many times as you want. Believe me, I heard that song start over and over and over and over. And once we turned the phone the correct way, and immediately it advanced to the next song well what did Jesus say he said but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that you are searching for all the things that you need they'll be added unto you you see when our lives are upside down we keep hitting what we think is the fast-forward button but you know what it does it actually makes us rewind And then we get frustrated. Why? Because we keep hearing the same old song over and over. Have you ever heard that broken record? That's what it was. The new broken record was your upside down phone. But the thing is, until I realized that there was more than just seeing the problem, I had to learn from the problem. The thing about a life lesson is not just to hear it, but to actually apply it and learn it. And I had to turn that phone or tell my daughter, because she was the operator, right? I had to tell my daughter, turn the phone the right side up. And then things just went swimmingly. So the next thing about a life lesson is to learn the lesson. Have you ever learned a lesson? I know that sounds like a threat. You'll learn your lesson, but it's not a bad thing. God wants us to learn lessons. And I, I many years ago, I, met, I remember reading this that... Uh, If you're talking to a woman, now men don't know how to talk to women, and they hear women respond, and men don't know what they really mean when they say what they say. So I have a few words here so I can, if you're a man, I can help you out a little bit, because if you talk to a woman and hear her say something, it might not really mean what you think. So this is a life lesson to learn. So the first word is fine, fine. Honey, how you doing? Fine. Let me translate this this is the word women use to end an argument when they are right and you need to hush fine the second one is honey um how long till you be ready five minutes five minutes is not five minutes okay now this isn't bad or good this is just if she's getting dressed this probably means Half an hour. So just sit down and check your phone out, watch a few YouTube videos, okay? This third one is, go ahead. Now if your wife says, go ahead, this is not permission. This is what is known as a dare, okay? Do not go ahead, okay? How do you know? You learn. This one isn't actually a word, it's just a loud sigh like this. (sighs) It's not a word, but it's a nonverbal statement that's often misunderstood by men. A loud sigh means she can't believe that your mental acuity is so low and wonders why she's even talking to you at all. (sighs) The fifth one is, that's okay. This is one of the most dangerous statements a woman can make to a man. That's okay means she wants to think you to think long and hard before deciding how and when you will pay for your mistake. That's okay. Okay, this one's a little easier, thanks. If a woman says thanks, she is thanking you. Don't faint, just say you're welcome. Now, if she says thanks a lot, that's sarcasm, that's not the same thing. Okay. The last one. And this is one of the most dangerous. Honey, what's wrong? Nothing. This is the calm before the storm. This means something. And you should be on your toes. Arguments that begin with quote-unquote nothing usually end with fine. So anyway, those are a few words. So if you can learn some life lessons there. But I've learned some things serving God. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we know uh, from the word of God that finding the righteousness of Christ is through faith, the righteousness which comes by faith, the blood of Jesus Christ, which washes our sins away, that the Bible says we have the righteousness, not our own, but the righteousness of Christ. And it's found through a relationship with God. But there are things that I have learned In the ministry, there's things that I've learned and maybe you've learned some life lessons. One of them, and I've really learned this, God can use you if you're out. If you're out you step outside of your house, step outside of those four walls and just let God use you. I've learned God can use you if you're out. I've learned to treat someone you disagree with in such a way so you can invite them to church anyway. You know, we all have people that we disagree with. So a preacher, I'm going to read them the right act. No, I want to read them the words of Jesus. It says, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. You see, the greatest life lesson that we can learn is that we are to be a light for the love of Jesus Christ to those we disagree with. Even if they're doing... Fine. Yeah. Nothing's wrong, right? But the Bible says that Jesus spoke this because there was a need. And the Bible says that Jesus in the previous verses said, take no thought in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Preacher, how am I going to get my needs met? And then it says in verse 32, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. These are common things. Man, what's for dinner? How many of us have said that? What's for dinner? Man, maybe you're thinking that right now. What's for dinner? I'm ready to eat right now. And these are almost daily things, aren't they? Wherewithal should we be clothed? I'm thirsty. I need something to drink. And the Bible says, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of, of these things. You know, the Bible says that when we seek first the kingdom of God, that you can go confidently. It's known as the Lord's Prayer, but that the Bible says, give us this day. What? Our daily Bread. He wasn't talking about a loaf of wonder bread from heaven. That's not exactly what God was talking about. Bread in its barest and most common way means sustenance. It doesn't actually have to be bread, but uh, they even call money bread. But it's the daily needs. God meet our daily needs. You know that when you approach God and he's first in your life, Jesus made quite a statement, didn't he? He said, if you seek first the kingdom of God, it's just going to work out. Now, who can make that statement? Who can guarantee that billions of people in all kinds of situations could have things work out? Only God. Only God. But my point is that this is a life lesson from the Lord to people of faith to say, you know what? God, if I just put you first, I can have not only my needs met. And your needs met are a blessing, right? But... Sometimes God sends an answer, like Daniel was told, that uh, it was weeks that he heard. They heard his prayer. They heard his supplication. But there was a spiritual fight to actually bring him his answer. You know, God hears you right away when you pray. Brethren, I know that sometimes things don't work out the next day. They might not work out that day for some big prayers, okay? But... Here's what God also said. Now, God will meet your needs, but that's not what we really face in America anyway. People don't face that. It says in verse 34 of Matthew chapter 6, one of the blessings that we can learn from life's lessons is, it says, take therefore no thought. That means worry for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, Tomorrow, have you ever heard we'll cross that bridge when we come to it? What's going to happen tomorrow in the Bitcoin? I don't know. I don't own any. <laughs> but what's going to happen? Is it going to be 50,000 or 30,000? I don't know. You know? <laughs> but it says, the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I've got enough to handle right now. And all I've got to really work out is that I love God and help people. If I can just seek first the kingdom of God, keep my eyes looking unto Jesus, he's the author, and then the Bible records in the book of Hebrews, he's something else. He's the finisher. He's able to keep that which I have committed unto him, that which you have committed unto him against that day. The Bible said that um, he that hath begun a good work in you, He'll perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. These are promises from God. Well, what about, and one of my favorite verses of Scripture is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together. For good. You know, when something bad happens, you can take that scripture and say, you know what, God, if I keep my eye on you, I can take this thing and it might not be good, but it's going to work together. So instead of running from it, say, OK, God, let me face this thing and see it's going to lead to some good. And the thing is that we also can that we can trust in is that the Bible says we don't have to worry. When we seek God first, you can, you can set your heart at ease. You know, there's a lot of times in life when I found out, when I was stressed out, that I had gotten my eyes off Jesus. That I'd gotten my eyes off just simply trusting God and putting Him first. Say, to preacher, but there's so many situations. I know we all face them and they're, and they're serious. But if I can just seek first the kingdom of God and trust, God, all these things are going to be added unto me. And all I have to do is just trust you and put you first. And then I can have peace and just go to bed tonight. Say, preacher, what if the world ends tomorrow? To live is Christ and to die is gain. What if someone breaks into your house? Maybe I'm going to call you and see if I can stay over it that they trash my house. No, I'll probably go to a hotel. But God is faithful. And the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, For I know the thoughts, and the word thoughts means plans. I have plans that I think toward you saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. You know, because God has a plan, when he shows us something in the word of God, he should get the right to alter our plans. And when we seek first the kingdom of God, we need to give God exclusivity and say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going this way, but if I find out that's not your plan, you know what God will do? It, it's a life lesson that I've learned. And it's from the word of God. Uh, Let the peace of God rule in your heart. You know what I found out? That if the, the peace of God leaves me, then I want to check where I'm going, right? If the peace of God and the confidence of the Holy Ghost, if it's not there and I'm kind of like wondering how things are going to be made, the wallet might be full and, you know, the fridge might be full, but... If I'm anxious, then I have to go and find out, God, why is the peace of God? Have you ever felt that way? I've felt that way. And you're like, man, I just got to slow down and go back to looking unto Jesus and getting that simple relationship. God, say, God, what am I supposed to do and learn this life lesson that I can go forward? Why? Because with a few minutes left, I want to share this, that not only do we listen to life lessons. We learn life lessons life's lessons you know what you serve god let me tell you i've served god for i don't know how many years now almost 30 years he'll never leave you forsake you god is faithful will you go through tough times yes will you get sick yes will you be let down yes will god take you through all of it yes will you be blessed more in the latter end let me tell let me tell you Yes, God will keep blessing you. If we hearken diligently unto the Lord, the Bible says that the blessings of God will come on us and overtake us. They'll just like goodness and mercy travels faster than our footsteps do, okay? But the last thing we want to do, got two minutes, is we leave life's lessons. And I'm teaching my daughter, knowing that she's young and I'm older. But one day I won't be here. Hate to quote Forrest Gump. but Remember Forrest Gump? Mama always said, you know. And, and one day, dad's not going to be there. And she would say, well, you know what daddy said? Daddy always said this. And, you know, it's one thing that what daddy said. Because we all teach our kids what we teach our kids, right? But it's another thing how daddy lived. The Bible said, let your light so shine. Because they'll remember not what I said. But they'll remember what i did and i remember uh, as we close that there was a man who was touched he was lame and in the book of acts peter and john approached him in acts chapter 3 you've heard the story well he was healed and he he was lifted up and the bible says in acts chapter 3 he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising god interesting where did he go No one told him. He just went to church. And you know, he did something to thank God for. But this is what I'd like to leave you with. And it said, And all the people saw him walking and praising God. They're like, look at that. And it said, And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. At that which had happened unto him. So what was that man doing? Well, he's left life lessons for us, for you and me. I've heard this preached so many times. Uh, But then Peter was explaining the life lessons. So Peter stood up and the Bible says, uh, And his name, through faith in his name, speaking of Jesus Christ, hath made this man strong. Whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. What did he do? He pointed to Jesus and said the life lesson is that God can meet your needs. And that's what thunders down throughout the ages. What Jesus spoke, what preachers speak, what someone who has their life touched by God, uh, they show it, but Peter just put it into words and say, you know what? Faith in God makes the difference. So we want to leave you with that because one day we're going to leave people with something. Remember, we're getting out of the military. This guy said, uh, who wants to be a salesman? Raise your hand. We had this class, right? And like a few people raised their hand. I wasn't one of them. And then he said, guess what? You're all going to be salesmen. I'm like, what? He said, you're going to have to sell yourself to get a job. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it like that. Well, you could also say, who wants to be a teacher? And you're like, mm. nah. But we are going to be teachers. We all will teaching someone by our life, not just our words. We're going to be around someone and those life lessons are going to creep from us to those that are around us. The biggest lesson that we teach is our life. And I, I just want to leave you with this because that end zone that we're all getting to is not here. This isn't touchdown. It's up there. will be the life that we live before people for God. Jesus said, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." Life lessons, listening, learning, and one day leaving. We can leave a good life lesson to everyone around us, and especially to those that we love the most. Father, I I have spoken your word. We ask that you will touch our hearts. Lord, move us closer to you and teach us life lessons. That we can listen, that we can learn, and that we can leave them soundly to the next generation. In Jesus' name, amen.